Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Pride Goeth Before a Cannonball by D.P. Gillum Ten-year-old Dave already had his cutoffs on as he yelled to his older brother, Come on, Rich, hurry up! Granddad is waiting to drive us to the swimming pool. Steve and Herbie are already in the car. Dave's voice trailed off as he dashed toward his grandfather's aging blue Ford LTD. With the Oklahoma sun growing hotter each day, the swimming pool had become nearly a daily routine for the boys. All right, I'm coming, Rich panted, dashing from the house to the car. Crowding into the back seat with his brothers, he pulled the door shut behind him. He shot a quick glance at Dave. Hey, why didn't you bring your swimsuit? You're supposed to have a swimsuit to wear, not cutoffs. I couldn't find it, Dave responded casually, looking out the car window. Anyway, these will work. They may not be exactly like a swimsuit, but they'll do the job. They just don't have the lining and stuff. Suit yourself, Rich commented bluntly. I did, Dave came back, proud of his clever response. Now, you boys have a good time. Their grandfather smiled as he pulled the car in front of the pool. I'll be back in about two hours. We will, Granddad, they called over their shoulders, dashing to the pool ticket booth. Hi, girls, the lifeguard teased, taking their tickets. We're not girls, snorted nine-year-old Herbie. He stormed off toward the changing room in pursuit of his brothers. Shortly, all four had quick rinsed in the shower and were headed toward the edge of the pool. The water's really great today, Rich sputtered, coming up from a shallow dive. Hey, Dave, I'll race you to the other side. Okay, maybe I'll beat you this time. Ready, set, go. Dave plunged in and swam furiously. Making good time, he dodged his way past the other swimmers. With one final lunging stroke, he grabbed the pool's edge, then looked back to see where Rich was. What took you so long? came a voice from behind him. Turning around, he saw Rich already sitting on the edge of the pool. You waiting for Christmas or something? All right, wise guy, Dave mumbled. Pulling himself out of the water, he thought, That's the way it always is. Why can't I be better than Rich at just one thing? Dave sat there trying to catch his breath as Rich dove in and swam away. The younger brother watched as Rich wound his way around a swimming class and passed the lifeguard, finally pulling up to the diving area. Just then, a thought struck Dave. Maybe this was where he could show Rich up. If there was one thing he prided himself in, it was his skill on the diving board. He loved the feel of motion and was always thinking up new and daring board stunts. Flips, back dives, front dives, gainers, suicides, the works. Maybe Rich is faster than me, but maybe it's time to show everybody that I'm a better diver. Dave slipped into the water and headed for the diving area. Hi, Dave, Rich welcomed his little brother. We're taking turns on the high dive. You want a turn? Sure, Dave replied confidently. What would you like to see me do? Rich thought a moment and then said, How about a cannonball? No problem. Dave started up the ladder. About halfway up, he noticed several members of the group pointing at him, their hands over their mouths. What's their problem? The daring diver wondered. They're probably just impressed with someone who can really show them how to do it right. Smiling broadly, Dave took a few more steps toward the top of the high dive. By now, all the kids below were chortling, some even doubled over in fits of laughter. They must really think I'm going to do something great, that I'm cool. Dave turned around to wave to his fans, especially the girls. 
Amid the noise, Dave faintly heard Rich trying to tell him something, but he wasn't about to be sidetracked from this glorious moment. Stardom was finally his. At the top now, Dave paused briefly to enjoy the big moment. Then he announced loudly, I'm going to do a cannonball. This brought a still greater response from the crowd below. Dave gloated to himself, soaking up all the attention, though secretly wondering what was so great about a plain old cannonball. On the board, Dave lingered, savoring the thrill for a final moment. Then, testing his leg muscles for flexibility, he readied himself to make a splash so large that it would even get the now-amused-looking lifeguard wet. Geronimo! Dave trumpeted, bouncing high in the air. Grasping his knees tightly, he started the rapid descent toward the cool waters. As he plummeted downward, one final fleeting glimpse of the crowd showed he had indeed finally made a big splash. But as Dave's tightly rolled body hit the water, he suddenly felt a rush of cold water accompanied by a keen, stinging sensation. Still underwater, he instantly unwound from his cannonball position, then reached around to the hurting area of his body. To his horror, Dave discovered that the main seam of his cutoffs had ripped out. Holding the ripped-out seam shut with one hand, Dave went underwater and swam frantically toward the shallow end of the pool. It was bad enough when the guy saw me, Dave thought, but but the girls, too. After submarining nearly the entire length of the pool, Dave surfaced near Herbie, who was happily splashing water around. Herbie, Dave yelled, you gotta get my towel for me, quick! Herbie, sensing an emergency situation, vaulted out of the pool and headed for the locker room, returning shortly with a towel. What's wrong, Dave? Herbie asked innocently. Did you try to set a new hold-your-breath record or something? Dave hurriedly wrapped the towel around himself and scrambled out of the pool. Never mind, Herbie. I'm walking home. As he bolted toward the exit gate, he added, Tell Granddad to pick me up on the way back home. About halfway home, Dave slowed down to a walk, thinking about the whole embarrassing incident. Just then, he heard some noisy voices coming from the window of a passing car. Dave looked up in time to recognize a carload of girls, the very girls who were at the pool. They were laughing and pointing at him. Dropping his head a little lower, he shuffled onward, still clutching his towel wrapped around his air-conditioned cutoffs. A short time later, Dave recognized the sound of his grandfather's car as it pulled up beside him. "'Want a ride, Dave?' Granddad called through the open window. A slight smile tugged at the corners of his mouth. Dave took a long look inside the car. Rich, Steve, and Herbie were staring at him, trying hard not to laugh. Finally, Dave opened the door and sheepishly crawled in. He expected to hear at least a few comments from the backseat drivers, but Granddad quickly steered things in a different direction. Uh, how would you boys like to stop off for some ice cream on the way home? A chorus of yeahs brought a knowing smile to Granddad's face. As the car lurched away from the curb, Dave said, Granddad, when we get to the frosty freeze, could you bring my cone over to the car for me? I think I've done enough showing off for a while if you know what I mean. The blue Ford LTD swerved just a bit. After all his years, Granddad still found it difficult to laugh hard and drive at the same time. The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. 
If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.